Oh, mashallah, that was a beautiful track brought to us by, uh, with the compliments of Shabir, who is new on the technical board in studio with us. Very exciting, alhamdulillah, may Allah bless him. Well, as promised in studio, joining me at this time are your special guests, um, that is Aziz Big Gulyamov from Bukhara. Assalamu alaikum, Siri. Assalamu alaikum. And then we have Sister uh, Menina Bauman, um, who is also uh, from South Africa and imports the Suzanis um, to South Africa. Hi, um, Menina. Hi there. It's wonderful to be here. And then, of course, we have also Auntie Mahmouda Jaffa. Assalamu alaikum, Auntie Mahmouda. Wa alaikum salam, Kasliman. and everybody else is listening. Shukran for having me as well. Alhamdulillah, so quite exciting, I need to say. I'm one of those people that just love social media. So in the week, I was um, on Facebook, and I think it was the Cape Town, the magazine. Cape Town magazine mm-hmm. that had shared um, this exhibition that is happening um, on the Suzanis. And I was so excited because I just have a love for art and history and those type of things. And then Ati Mahmoud uh, latched onto it, and she managed to get to the exhibition before. I did, but I'm sure everybody is very interested in actually um, hearing what a Suzani is. So I'm not too sure, Siri, would you like to explain? Assalamu alaikum. Um, you said at the beginning that what <coughs> the word Suzani means. Mm-hmm. It's a Persian word for needle, and the Suzanis um, were by needle. They used needle and also they used hook, which in Persian language it's called bigiz, bigiz duzi. And um, Suzani art, it's traditional art of not only Uzbekistan, but also of whole Central Asia. <coughs> and embroidery art was very important in the um, in our country and because it was a part of dowry when a girl got married she had to make um, embroideries and she had to learn something and this tradition is still continuing and by making uh, um, embroideries Suzani work um, people show their love, passion to the art, to the nature and to beauty and that I would say that the whole art of making embroidery speaks about peace and love and friendship and uh, so it's very (coughs) difficult to say when this art was created so it goes uh, back, this art existed before Christ even, but in the territory of Central Asia, the, about the Suzani art or embroidery generally, it was mentioned by the <coughs> Marco Polo, trader from Venice, and Rui Gonzalez de Clavijo, they were, uh, so let's say, exactly the... <coughs> The Rui Gonzalez de Clavijo, he, he wrote about the Suzanis exactly that uh, he was an ambassador by Tamerlan, Timur, and he spoke about the beauty of embroideries. 
And so he didn't speak about carpets, but he spoke exactly and clearly about the embroideries he saw. And and in Suzani's, um, you can also see the designs, patterns, and symbols which do have with pre-Islamic religions like Zoroastrian religion, Totemism, Shamanism, and people in Central Asia, they believed in magical powers. And But when Central Asia was occupied by Arabs, conquered by Arabs, so Islam became dominant religion of people in Central Asia. And later on, people didn't give up the idea to depict uh, those uh, symbols from different religions, mm. but they also combine them with the imagination about paradise and the imagination, their fantasies about endless universe, because we know that what we know that that <coughs> the creator of eighteen thousand worlds but we say it uh, like this uh, 18000 worlds but and so people they used girich um, and it says girich is it means uh, geometrical patterns ornaments symbols and by this they depicted um, about universe planets moon sun and there is another one which is very important they use islimi patterns it means floral patterns and by this they depicted on embroideries their fantasies about gate to the paradise well, mashallah, we're getting to learn so much more about the Suzanis. We're going to go in for an ad break, and inshallah, when we come back, we get to learn so much more, inshallah. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, we have special guests in studio with us, Manina Bauman of the Buhara to Cape Town's exhibition, which is currently being hosted at the Chandler House. We also have Auntie Mahmouda Jaffa, also an artist um, uh, and uh, someone that has visited the actual exhibition. And just before the break, we've had uh, Sidi um, Aziz Bek, who's been giving us an insight into the beautiful art of Suzani. So Sidi, you were telling us just before the break, and then we had to uh, cut you. Would you like to complete um, your, your explanation? I would like that uh, Manina Bowman mm -hmm. speaks about Suzanis, yes. how she finds them, and of course, Mahmoud Jafari. Okay, so Manina, it's your chance now. You, of course, import the Suzanis to South Africa, and you were telling us earlier on that you had originally met Azizbek over Facebook. How did the actual Suzani art speak to you? Um, 
I've always loved textiles. I studied textile design and history, and mm -hmm. <coughs> I always keep an eye. It was actually the textile blog. Always keep an eye on beautiful textiles, and I've always had a fascination with the Silk Road, the ancient Silk Road history. And about four years ago, I saw an extraordinary image of a Suzani. As mm -hmm. it was lying on uh, river pebbles as if it had been dropped off a horse by some noble woman and I just it gave me cold shivers and I thought what is this cloth I'd never seen one mm -hmm. um, and I've just remarked underneath how beautiful and very soon after I got a reply which was extraordinary and it was um, Azizbek from Bukhara oh, um, wow. Um, and there started our long conversation and my wanting to learn about Suzani because um, at the time when I was studying um, textile history um, very little was known about Suzani because it was part of, of communist Russia mm -hmm. <laughs> and I studied history a quite a while ago and I learned about ancient China and India but really very little about Central Asian textiles so there was a lot for me to learn and we spoke almost daily. I was in wanting to know everything and after about a year I decided I think I want to go and visit Uzbekistan. So I, I set off all on my own, arrived at Tashkent airport without a visa. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exciting. I had to get it there. It was, everybody spoke a very foreign language. I mm. thought I was in another planet. Um, but it was absolutely extraordinary. It's a, it's a different world out there. It's, and one that I'm only beginning to learn about, all the extraordinary facts. Um, Azizbek met me at, uh, at the airport and we traveled for two weeks. He took me to every, cent every important center, museum. I stayed with his family and I sort of saw the way of life and learned a lot. Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. And then what happened, Menina? Because now, you th is that where you decided then to start bringing Suzani's over? Well, in, in our conversations, um, Aziz said that it was actually very difficult to um, export these Suzani's. It's difficult to get to them to the outside of, outside world because they're sort of in the middle of Central Asia. It's it's mm. um, and it's difficult to find people far away that you can trust and and. Uh, and send Suzanis to and we had built up an understanding and I agreed that he'd send me a few and I would see if I if I could find a, a market for them because I had been involved in interior design and um, uh, with work for architects um, and so he sent his first parcel and that uh, of 20 Suzanis they arrive in a cloth sewn bag with <coughs> wax stamp, something that could have fallen off a camel's back mm. <laughs> and when you open them it, it, it's magic I, I get goose flesh for, for days it's as if all that magic sewn into these cloths by women far away comes pouring out and it's just it's just magnificent and that's where it started I, I've, he sent me one parcel and I've now had 25 parcels over the four years and it's n it's not easy to sell Suzanis because the, because they're handmade they are expensive, mm -hmm. but um, 
I continue. It's my passion. And uh, you make it sound so, so beautiful. But I'm going to ask Auntie Mahmouda, who's visited the gallery, to tell us what was your experience, um, Auntie Mahmouda, because obviously going there, I've seen the pictures that you've sent us, and I doubt it does justice to having to actually see them for real. What was your thoughts and views having to look at all of them? I think when I walked inside you know when I went inside I it wasn't what I was expecting mm -hmm. you know I, and so I I'm, I'm listening to Menina say about when she opened the parcel and and how mm -hmm. she felt when she saw them and I think everybody in Cape Town has an opportunity to share some of that if they would just go to the exhibition because mm -hmm. I think that um, if you just see the the, the the intricacy of the work and and the fact that you have the opportunity to touch it, to see it, you know, it's not just, I can send anybody a picture of it, but it's never going to be the same as actually seeing it and being able to examine it closely and appreciate the work and the effort and the love that went into it. And I'm listening to Aziz Beg also explaining about the peace and the and the love that, that goes into it because my interest is Islamic art and I've also seen lots of things that come from Central Asia and other parts of the you know the Eastern world and that and and a lot of them sometimes have a lot of um, military kind of uh, depictions in them and all the Suzanis that I've now seen have none of that you know there's no um, there's no feelings of anger or any kind of wanting to portray that kind of thing it's all about my impression is that it's just about love and family and community and you can just imagine a couple of women sitting around a table and they're all sitting and talking and enjoying the embroidery you know Subhanallah. yeah and 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 also from what they've explained to me is that they actually get um they get done in panels or in squares and then each one has their own one that they're going to complete but the way that it comes together everybody's doing the same yarn they're all doing the same stitch and when it gets stitched together, I mean, it's like one complete piece of work, you know. And, and for me, I think, you know, when we think about as Muslims also especially, I mean, for everybody else as well, that when we want to train our ego, it's so nice because sometimes we live in this world where we want to be individual. We want a piece of work to be our own. Mm. But when you can do something that brings everybody together and everybody enjoys that piece of communal work, I think that's what we need and you know we need to get back to things like it and the Suzani is a definite yes as far as I'm concerned we need to do things like this and I think even if you come there and try and acquire one you can at least try to be inspired by a couple I mean I think you well you need to go there you need to go and see this exhibition really it's really stunning very beautiful. It yeah. sounds absolutely amazing. And I think I'm actually going to ask um, Siri Aziz uh, Beck to just basically give us um, more as in how does the whole process start and uh, the actual artwork that goes into it. How is it decided that, okay, we're going to take these shapes on this one. Is it just randomly done or is it planned with a group of ladies? Um, are there gentlemen that also so you want to just give us an um, an eye into how these are made? Um, the Suzanis, um, which are displayed um, <coughs> at the gallery of Irmashtern, um, as for the Suzanis, I produce, I want a woman, only one woman, 
to create it because it's very important that for me it's very important that uh, only one woman creates a Susanna because then it's much more beautiful because this teaching is even and accurately done well I have nothing against that if women gather together and uh, create uh, a Susanna and but it was a tradition, so they came together because it was a Dori uh, tradition, so that a girl or a bride had to have. And talking about creation of Suzanne's, uh, I let mainly uh, embroider. Antique Suzanne is a copy. I make a copy and uh, then it will be created by women. But not only women are involved in creation of uh, embroidery, but also men. Mm -hmm. Men producing, they produce textile, the base textile, and they're responsible for dyeing silk and for making uh, drawings and it's um, very important also in not only in our tradition but I explained about our Bukhara and that we have uh, very outstanding Islamic scholars like Naqshbandi and he's very famous for his philosophy and and his philosophy is based on Dilbayoru Dast Bakor, which means your heart, your soul, your mind should be with God, with Almighty. But it's not enough that you go and pray four, five times in a mosque. Your hands should create something. So this was his philosophy. So he said, if you want to if you want to follow my philosophy if you want to follow my steps which i think very uh, reasonable that a person not only men became his followers but also women so nakshbandi it means a person who creates who is a master of ornaments patterns and symbols and there are many followers worldwide mm -hmm. and not only men but also women from different countries so we have many women from Malaysia from Indonesia from Singapore from Turkey and from the states from European countries so they're following his philosophy which I, s I find very beautiful it's beautiful mind so Dilbayoro Daspakor your heart should be with your almighty but your hand should create something so each each master so let's talk about uh, a woman who makes uh, an embroidery he considers Naqshbandi Bahawaddi Naqshbandi as his peer as his sheikh as his master as his patron yes it's very uh, important uh, teaching nowadays and thanks to our president after Soviet period 
uh, 70 years we had Soviet regime and after independence in 1991, our president paid lots of attention and still he is doing uh, to revive the old tradition and not only art and crafts but also the teachings, Islamic uh, teachings um, uh, from the from zo- uh, f- uh, of, of, of those people like Imam al Bukhari, uh, who exactly um, uh, writes about the sayings of Prophet. Uh, yes, and and also about other Islamic scholars who contributed a lot to. Islamic science. So if we speak about Islamic Islamic science and Islamic art, it doesn't mean that it's only religion, but it was a period. So it's Mm -hmm. called like this Islam, Renaissance of Islam. So, and if we speak, if we think that Islamic science, Islamic art, many outstanding people came from Central Asia from Bukhara, from Samarkand, and from other cities of Central Asia. And they didn't only dedicate their life to Islamic science, but also they knew Latin, and they translated from Latin into Arabic the sciences, exact sciences like geometry, mathematics, astronomy. So they learned Latin and translated them into Arabic and into Persian languages. And European countries, they use their books till 16th of centuries. And I can count many of them, like Avicenna Mm. is a founder of medicine, Kanun Ibn Sina, and as for astronomic sciences, um, Ali Kushchi, Ulugbek, and many others. And so it was also not, if we speak about Islamic art and science, and it's not what, what people thinking nowadays mm-hmm. about Islam and whatsoever. So we have to understand the meaning what's Islam and what's Islamist and what they want. And Islamic science and Islamic art also speaks about poetry, about everything we can imagine. So it's not a uh, mono-sided religion. It's believed that there is one God and one prophet, but also Islam speaks for beauty, for peace and love between all human beings and there is a holy saying I want to tell this everyone that if you want to become a Muslim you must learn what tolerance is if you can tolerate if you have this tolerance then you are a real Muslim if you cannot tolerate just leave it how it is so this is very important, and this is also uh, one of the messages of Suzani art. Because I don't want to say that 
only Islamic uh, symbols must be there, and no, just because it's an evolution of everything of art. Subhanallah. Well, an important message of Sabr from um, Sidi Aziz Beg. We need to go in for an ad break. Inshallah, when we come back, we'll get to you exactly where this gallery is and how you can go and pay them a visit. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and we're of course on Eat, Pray, Love and just before um, the break we've been chatting to um, Sidi Aziz Beck as well as Sister Manina Bauman and Auntie Mahmouda on the wonderful Suzanis that are being brought um, to Cape Town by Sister Manina and made by uh, Brother Aziz Beck um, back home in Bukhara, am I yes, right? Yes. In Bukhara and Auntie Mah- Mahmoudou has wonderfully visited the um, the gallery and given us a beautiful insight. Now, for those wanting to go and have an actual look at these beautiful Suzanis, you're welcome to visit the gallery. It's the Irma Stern Museum. It's on Cecil Road in Rosebank. And the telephone number is 021-6855-686. Again, it's 021-6855-686. Manina, you said that you're also available on social media. So we can follow all of these wonderful exhibitions that you have going. Do you want to share those details with us? Yes, I have a Facebook page called <coughs> Bukhara to Cape Town Suzani Textiles and a website called Bukhara to Cape Town.com. But I actually must just add that Ermashten uh, is closed on Mondays. Okay. And that um, Aziz Beck and I are there every other afternoon from 1 to 5 if people want to come and, and have a guided tour. And this exhibition goes on until when, Manina? Until the end of July. Okay, and is there um, is there a fee to enter, or is it open to anyone? Twenty rand. Okay, twenty enter. rand to enter. Well, that's uh, I think that's quite a giveaway in terms Definitely. of what you're going to enjoy, and it's a, a really a a cultural treat, I would say, mm-hmm. to go and have a look at uh, at these beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. But you, of course, also sell them, uh, Menina. Yes, I do. I do. I started uh, four years ago um, with Michael Chandler of Chandler House. I've always been involved in his wonderful shop in Church Street. Um, is that in town? Town, okay. yes, Church Street in town. At first I, so I had a little corner in his, in his, imp- his emporium. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> selling the Suzannis from there, uh, which was a wonderful uh, platform because a lot of um, uh, interior designers and a lot of tourists, a lot of people um, pass through Shanda House. So it was a mm-hmm. very good place for me to start off. But I've taken my, my shop now to my home because um, Suzanne's, I, I felt that they needed their own space. They don't really live well next door to to other objects. They need, they deserve their own space. So I've created a, a white room where they can shine and people can come and visit me and have a cup of tea and we can talk about it for as long as they like. Lovely. I just want to ask though because uh, Siri Aziz Bek, you said earlier on that originally they were used um, as part of um, the the, the, uh, the bride's, the, yeah. um, uh, what do we call it? 
Dowry piece. The dowry piece. So they would obviously then use it on their beds and stuff? On their beds. And um, this question uh, is often asked Mm. when we have uh, visitors um, in the gallery. And I always explain them, imagine that you are now in the 18th century Mm. in Central Asia. And so we... And there is no fu- uh, furniture, mm. and so people used embroidery to cover everything and to, to make their houses beautiful. Mm. It's not uh, only for brides, uh, um, so for all, it's not only mentioned for wedding matters, purposes, or whatsoever, but also women created embroideries. Uh, to make their houses beautiful and to keep their houses beautiful and clean. And also it had a tradition that <coughs> old grandmothers, they were making embroideries, but they left unfinished place in the embroidery. Mm-hmm. And they did it with a purpose, with a certain purpose, because after... Uh, she pass she she pass away that her daughter or her um granddaughters would finish this unfinished uh place pieces. pieces and so it means life continues life continues and so this this was also very important meaning they put uh, while making an embroidery while creating an embroidery. Mashallah. Well, of course, Manina, um, at, uh, in terms of the photos, I'm seeing that you have them posted as, as wall, wall art. Um, do you find that lots of people are now using the, uh, them as wall art? No, no, that's just in the, mu- in the exhibition yeah. they, okay. they're hanging. But really, uh, Suzani can be enjoyed. <laughs> you can, it's just to have it with you is a pleasure. I, mm. I, I personally have them all over <laughs> the space where I live they can they can hang uh, they can be over a, the end of a bed they can be above the bed they can simply be draped over a chair I have Suzanne's folded and just because it's so wonderful to open them I open them and fold them again it's such a pleasure uh, um, go ahead no no you it's there's no rule to as how you use you would it. use it's them. really just they're so beautiful they are to be enjoyed and do you want to add on yeah no i just want to say at the exhibition i also saw it used as a table cut okay and it's actually very beautiful as a table cut as well so mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know i think there's many uses for it you know the back over the back of your sofa or something like that it's that's really beautiful it sounds like a unique uh, signature, especially mm. when you think of it being handmade. Yes. And um, I know that uh, Sidi has, uh, has said he has one lady do it, but still it has, ca- even if it's not a group of ladies, and mm. Mahmoud, uh, that lady that is sitting and sewing this piece, mm. each time she sews, there's obviously a thought that is passing her mind. Yeah. If not, subhanAllah, you wouldn't even know Perhaps she would even be making a dhikr at the time she is sewing that, subhanAllah. And as uh, Sidi Aziz has said, it has a a signature of love and friendship 
a beautiful story behind it and I think that everyone should take the opportunity it's going to be running until um, the end of the month they are at again the Irma Stern Museum it's on Sissel Road in Rosebank any landmark I think if you if you're passing um, the robot at Mowbray, you know where the police station is. Yes. If you're coming from the Athlone side up Clipfontaine Road. You're coming into the main road. Mm-hmm. You cross over, and you just go up as if you as if you're going up to the windmill. Mm-hmm. Then Cecil Road is a road to the left. So okay. it's a quite a simple way to get there. Yeah. Quite easy. That number again is zero two one six eight five five six eight six. And of course, um, um, Sister Melina said that she does have the platform Bukhara to Cape Town. Uh, we need to go in for a quick ad break, and inshallah, when we come back, we'll be wrapping up on the Suzanis. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Eat, Pray, Love on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And if you've just joined us, we've been speaking to Aziz Bek, Manina and Auntie Mahmouda on the beautiful art of Suzani that is visiting Cape Town. Sister Manina does um, bring down Suzani's to the Cape, so you're welcome um, to uh, contact her at any time. But at the moment, there is a special exhibition happening in Cape Town, which is Buhara to Cape Town with the Suzani and the gentleman who is responsible for the making of them is currently in Cape Town until the end of July and just once again that is happening at the Irma Stain Museum on Sissel Road in the Rosebank and their contact number is 021 686 and you can also find them on Facebook as well as the um, web page which is Bohara to Cape Town dot com awesome Santi Mahmouda before we went into the break you actually wanted to add on something and I think yes. I I think while you when you while you do that you can also extend the invitation because I know that you're also excited yes. about this exhibition I am um, Taslima earlier on you were saying that uh, you know you'd have to wonder what the ladies were thinking when they were busy with the embroidery and I just wanted to just mention again, like Aziz Beg was explaining, that this is often or mostly used um, for a mother who is giving it as a gift for her daughter. Mm-hmm. So obviously there would be du'a, they, she would have only good thoughts, you know, that would actually go into her work while she's while she's busy with the embroidery. So I think that is actually a very special uh, thing that I found because all these Suzanis, they... I think they do sort of speak to you and you can see that there's love and friendship and, you know, lots of peace going on in there. So it is really something that you have to experience, I think, apart from seeing it, you know. And even an option for those that perhaps can't get their hands onto a goodery, um, I would think it would still be that beautiful yes. gift to put in the peti. I think so. <laughs> uh, it, it is very different, though, to a goodery yeah. because uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a single cloth, like a goodery is layers of yeah. cloth, right? And yeah. So it's... So it's a little bit different, but it, it is really very beautiful. The other thing also, um, uh, as Menina was saying, this is the sisterhood of Suzani's. So they've also invited um, other artists to depict their um, understanding of the Garden of Paradise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I see most of them, I, if I remember correctly, um, there's a lot of the, the, the four-sectioned garden, you know, which is like in the, in pre, from pre-Islamic times already, the depiction was the char bagas was the four-sectioned garden. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going on in there. And I, and I remember one in particular, well, it's everybody's individual um portrayal of how they understand whatever they know about the garden mm. of, of paradise, how they depict it mm. um, and I see that there was one actually that uh, where this lady depicted an African version of the Garden of Eden and, and oh, I wow. thought that it was actually quite and that's a painting, that mm. wasn't, that's not an embroidery but a painting, so apart from the Suzanis, I think the exhibition holds that kind of interest as well, you know so I really urge people to go and have a look at it and you know because in this day and age where there's so much of worry and ugliness going on and and I think that this just offers us a window into how lovely life really can be so I really think people should go and have a look Inshallah. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. Auntie Mahmoud, I need to say shukran so much for joining us on Voice of the Cave. I'm so happy to be here. Jazakallah. And shukran for also being our eyes and visiting the, the, the exhibition. Yes, it's my privilege. <laughs> I think people must really go and have a look for themselves. Inshallah. I really think so, yeah. Inshallah. Menina, words yes. from you, of course, to extend that invitation. I know that you do um, still have Suzani's with you after this exhibition, yes. but you're welcome to extend your last few words. Um, I would just say, like to say that I think uh, it's a complete miracle in this day and age when nobody has time to do to even meet mm. a friend for coffee. That women are still creating this beauty. It's truly magnificent, and and also that it's been a wonderful experience to 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 work on this exhibition. It's always been my dream to be able to exhibit them somewhere really special, and the Emerson Museum is as special as it gets, and. To meet the 18 Cape Town women artists that um, has joined the show, um, to, to, to introduce them to Suzanne's and see them being inspired, and then to see the, the work that they've created. It's, a, it's been a truly magical experience. Wow. Well, you know, I'm actually thinking now, uh, Manida, from that first moment that your eye caught that Suzanne attached your heart. Yes. to that first connection with Sidi Aziz Bek mm-hmm. that actually took you over to Uzbekistan and of course now bringing the Suzani's over to Cape Town and to have uh, brother Aziz Bek now in Cape Town visiting us to be able to share the actual art of Suzani with everyone in Cape Town to the visit by Auntie Mahmouda that has yearly gotten me so excited that the hairs would stand up on mm-hmm. the beauty of this art and how Mashallah. we should take advantage of actually trying to see it and understand it because there is just so much of soul in it. So I'm going to ask Brother Aziz Beck to give us those closing words because, mashallah, I never expected that when we would be talking about the Suzanis that it would have so much of deen in it, subhanAllah, and such a beautiful message of sabr and tolerance that you have shared. And, of course, the Naqshabandis, which, mashallah, we have so many in Cape Town. So they must (laughs) be excited about that as well, mashallah. First of all, um, I'm very happy and delighted that I was invited to give, to deliver my thoughts about the embroidery art of Uzbekistan, Central Asia. And I'm very thankful for those people who made this exhibition happen 
first of all, I'm very thankful for Manina Bauman and the creator of the gallery, Christopher Peter. And the exhibition is created by Michael Chandler. And of course, most importantly, I'm very thankful for the people who created this Suzanne's and indeed and I'm very happy to make aware a little part of the earth about our traditional mm -hmm. art namely Suzanne's and it's for me new experiences happiness that I'm having here and it's just my proud it's, so I can be proud I love this. Yeah. to to make people famous and familiar uh, to the art of Uzbekistan and Central Asia namely Suzanis and as I said that the saying of Nakshbandi, Bahawadin Nakshbandi, Dilbayoro Dasbakor. It should be with all of us, and it doesn't. It doesn't choose a religion or race or whatsoever. So Dilbayoro Dasbakor, your heart should be with Almighty, and your head should create a beauty. So this is a message. Shikran so much for joining us on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. As you speak, before we go, if people are wanting to make contact with you, how may they do so? On Facebook. I'm, I have a site on Facebook. Just as is Guliamov. Okay. So For those that are not going to be able to manage that spelling, it is going to be available on our Facebook page, which is on um, Facebook, uh, Voice of the Cape uh, Radio. Um, I need to say shukran and thank you to everyone for joining thank us on Voice of the Cape.